I have wonderful news. What's that? This might actually uh, please you a little bit. Casino Royale is getting better. Oh, yeah? I started reading it again last night. What chapter? Between 10 and 15. (laughs) The chapters are laid out weird because they just kind of start mid-page. Like, they're not like, you know, there's a page break like a lot of books. It's just one of those ones that just starts mid-page at any time. Um, At least the edition I got. Which is a really shitty edition. I don't know. If you, you said you got the ebook too, right? Yeah. I'm assuming you probably got the same one I did, where it. I haven't at least really once had a every, to look at it yet. Yeah, once every couple pages, even more frequently. Sometimes it just will break up the paragraph with a fucking big hyperlink for some website. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I paid for this shit. Like, come on. Of course, you paid more than me. I paid three bucks. You paid what seven? Yeah. Or something because they raised the price randomly. But other than that, I've been reading lots of mangas. Anybody who listened to the last episode knows I'm a manga guy now. And uh, I'm going to stay that way for years, Spencer. Years and years. Two weeks later. <laughs> yeah, I'm on to different stuff. Yeah, you, know, you quit manga? No, I mean, kind of. It starts with an H. <laughs> Hentai. <laughs> I don't know if you heard of it. It's very sophisticated. It's very uh, mature. Very mature. It's mature. <laughs> it's mature with that soft T. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Casino Royale uh, is getting a little more entertaining. And then I got to the part about the Baccarat talk where he describes Baccarat, and it wasn't that boring okay. compared to what I thought it was going to be. Um, because if it was poker or something, I wouldn't understand what the fuck he was talking about. But Baccarat apparently is very similar to 21, or Blackjack. Oh, okay. Uh, I think the number is 9, though, instead of uh, instead of 21. And if you get whatever the cards are, like say you get 16, I think you just go by the 6, mm. not the 1. So just so the way he described it sounded fairly easy. I was like, okay, so if they actually get into this when he's playing, I might be able to understand what's going on. Versus if he was playing chess or something, I'd be like, what did happen <laughs> Yeah. I don't like what's this. What's the horse he do again? Though I will say the French is really bothering me now. Not just because the French itself, because surprisingly, even though I never read any of these words for the most part, I... Because you can't read French phonetically with like yeah. how English goes, but I like uh, Mademoiselle or uh, Maitre D or something. I just for some reason know that's the word. I'm like, oh yes, because it's not spelled anything like I would ever spell it. Yeah. So that makes me a little happy, but you, a lot. You, you just good at it with your contact clues. Yeah. All. Well, all the Japanese and shit I read that's that's helped a lot. But here's the problem. Um, this is what's gonna kill you most definitely. That shitty version I got. The French words, because I don't know, they maybe, I don't know if they use accents in French like they do in Spanish, but whatever they use, like, I don't, I don't know if it's fucking colons or what it, whatever it is in the word, it fucking breaks it up weird, and it just does, it doesn't look right. It looks like there's like a fucking symbol there or something's fucked up. So just the words with, just almost- Just with the French? Yeah, a lot of it's almost unreadable. Just what, I'm assuming if there's some kind of accent or something, whatever transcriber- um, what is that? program that, they use it that, didn't that doesn't really make sense though if it's in French already why are they well what I'm saying is if uh, like say if you have Spanish and you know like the, the accent the squiggly over the E yeah. that's not an actual English letter so if French has something like that whatever they use to convert the book to e book format or something it must have not had an English translation for that, so it just creates a weird symbol or fucks it up, like makes a space. And so the French is even more unreadable than it is if you just don't know French. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Makes me very angry. It's a very shitty, co- and this is like the mass copy. Yeah, it was literally the first one on Amazon I found. So that kind of sucks. But I got to the action, and also James Bond has a scar on his face. Oh yeah, not depicted in the movies. 
but it's 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 it mellowed out a little bit from the beginning. It's not as boring, and now I'm like maybe I'll enjoy this. We'll see. How many dames has he hit so far? None. Oh, he's called the one lady a bitch a lot, but now he likes her because she's sexy. <laughs> He, she was a dirty old bitch before he met her, and then he met her, and then she was a bitch, and then he's like, you know what, I kind of like this bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think you should use the word bitch so much. I didn't even know British people used the word bitch like that. I thought they would say something else, but... Especially back classic. then. Well, that was the go-to, apparently. Yeah, that's the thing, too. You think of James Bond written in, like, the... Between 1920 and 1950, I don't know how many books came out. 14, I think, in the, in the actual original yeah. series. I feel like this kind of language shouldn't have been used yeah. back then. But again, I don't know what they. No, I want. I wonder if this is like an uncensored. Ver- like it was originally in men magazines, so like I wonder, like if like that kind of language, if they used, used that, or if they would just like, would you know, be like be like squiggly line at like you know what I mean, like that kind of stuff, or that would or just make, change the word. That makes sense. Why it's so misogynistic, at least uh, at the beginning here. Um, if it was in men's magazines, but. I mean, I'm going to see how it goes. I'm still, I don't really want to read it because I have all these books I want to read that are way, maybe not so much this Alan Moore Jerusalem I'm looking at. That's, uh, if, if I read that, that might be the longest book I've ever read. See, if you read that, there's no excuse for you not to read The Stand or It or Under the Dome. Well, that's longer than all of those, right? That's what I'm, it's at least close. This is, this book, oh my God, it's hard to hold. It is 1,266 pages with the acknowledgement. So without the acknowledgement, it might be a little less, but it's definitely over 1,200 pages. Because I, I know It in the Sand has gone over 1,000, depending on, you know, like the, the print and stuff. The print and the size of it and stuff like that. Well, this print does not look all that big. Yeah. Uh, I would say this is just average 12 or 11 point font, but. That's going to be something to get to. I feel like I should just start reading, like, the longest books in history just to just say I do it. You know, just so I could brag about it. I guess if you want to be one of those guys. I read In Search of Lost Time by Proust. It's only seven volumes of one novel. That would be Lost Time if I read that. Well, then I guess uh, I'm going to have to start letting you borrow those Journey, in, Journey to the West uh, volumes that you keep on getting me. I feel like fairy tales don't count. I don't know why. Because I, I don't know if that's an actual novel. It's an epic. Epics are different. But what's a Chinese epic? Um, let's talk about it. No, let's not. we already gone eight minutes into this fucking intro. And we have no idea what, the, what we'd be yeah. talking about like normal. Sorry, I had a flashback to my old days when I was a dancer. A good time dancer. Back when, like, stripping and stuff, you did a classy. Burlesque. Yeah. This is the word we don't use anymore. We should. We should bring burlesque back. They do have burlesque bars, and I heard they're, sh- they're shit. Because you want to see the titties, and yeah. you don't get to see the titties. What's the point? I like, you don't even get to see, like, because it's not even like, uh, you know, whenever you get to go to, like, you know, some some strip clubs, they got, like, the pasties yeah. on. It's not even like that. They're just still in, like, full b- bra and, like, yeah, right. mostly clothes. It's like. You know what killed things like go-go dancers and stuff? Goddamn Instagram. Because you can see almost everything. Everything but nip and lip. You can't see those, but you can see everything else, which I don't understand. Well, depending on who you are, sometimes you can put a nip out there. That brings up a good point, because Mindy showed me this TikTok of this bearded guy, and he he was a little bigger, but he had had his shirt off. Very, very nice tits. Yeah. I'm going to say that in 
I guess that wasn't very polite the way I said that, but he had nice breast. <laughs> and I immediately... He was bar- uh, voluptuous. Uh, yes, yes. And Minnie showed me that. I was like, oh, man, can you believe that? And I was like, yes, I can, because this person is clearly transgender. She's like, nah. And to be fair, beard, yeah. deep voice, 100 looks like a dude, but those, you can't... Hairy chest. Yeah, everything, <laughs> but the, the boobs were way too perky. And yeah. I, I was just like, well, that's probably a transgender person. No, they couldn't show that. And I was like, yeah, they're definitely showing that. Yeah. And she looked into the thing and it was a transgendered person. So if you're transgender, you, I, that just makes me think, just show the fucking tits on anything. Well, like, I know, why, why do we separate? Well, I don't know. I, I mean, what I, what I brought up is this because I remember a while ago that, uh, what's her face? Uh, Amber Heard, like she got into some water and because then she like show like a, like a, yep. like, yeah, like a, you know, a, a classy, sexy, like, black and white pick. Like an artsy one. Yeah. I don't know why it matters anymore. Like, what? it's it's a boob. Babies, first, babies first, eat off of the boob. Like, that's what it's there for. Especially when you just, you go and you turn to Twitter. Yeah. Where just Twitter's everything. Like, you know what I mean? There's no censor on yeah. Twitter at all. It's like, why are we doing this? Who are we worried is going to get offended? The children? Is it the children? Because children see boobs as something they, for nourishment. Yeah. Until you get to a certain age where adults go, you can't look at that anymore. And then all of a sudden, that becomes a thing. If parents didn't get, like in other countries. And you know know why? Because you go, ah, you can't look at those. So you know what they want to do? They want to look at them. Yeah, once you say it's bad, they want to see why it's bad. (laughs) Like, if you go to other countries, like Africa and stuff, where they just have them out, they don't even think of it as a sexual thing, really, because, yeah. like, if you see it all the... Like, back in the day, it used to be all about that, you know, ankle. Yeah, about that Maybe ankle. Maybe a little wrist. That ankle game. Yeah. But, I mean, now you can see everything, so pretty, like, maybe that's where it goes too far, though, is at some point, when you just have full nudity on everything, people are just like, what, what's going to sexually turn people on? Because it wouldn't be the human body anymore, because you've seen it all. I don't know. Maybe mm. that'll be a DPW philosophy episode. Yeah. When we just have so many sub episodes, people, people stop listening. People are like, "Why do you do this?" Because we are too cheap to do uh, to pay for a uh, different podcast. That's why. That's pretty much it. Hello there, you are listening to the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Beijing Ball Biter Church. Nah. See, the other one was going to be Bad Boy. Yeah. I said I had a second one I could have used. Why can't I, with... can I be the Bad Boy Ball Biter? That is great. <laughs> How long do you think we can go with the alliteration? Just a, <laughs> a whole mess of alliteration. Today we're talking about what are we talking about pseudoscience. Pseudoscience. What's a better name for that? Uh, fake science. Or bro, How, bro science. Bro science. Well, are because you brought this idea up in the most shittily way possible. You <laughs> texted me. How about how about pseudoscience? I was like, okay, and yeah, that's my guy. <laughs> that's about it. I just kind of popped in my head. Are are you talking about maybe like if you're writing sci-fi and you know you're fudging the science, but yeah. it's got to sound realistic? Or are you just saying like you know, it's when, good for when, everything? When, when when you should use it, when you shouldn't use it. Like, well, and I'm sure we can come up with examples of both good and bad and, you know. Yeah, I guess. Well, we'll use sci-fi because that's the easiest one here. At least that's what we'll start with. When you're talking pseudoscience or science you're making up for your story, I think of uh, like propulsion systems for a spacecraft. A lot of people obviously 
throughout the history of fiction, when you're writing about people crossing the galaxy, you have to do it quickly. Yeah. Now, there's multiple ways you can do this. Uh, if you go to the propulsion method, you sometimes they have like ion thrusters, which is a real thing, but then they add on to uh, like Futurama had a cool thing is they had the thing that actually moved the universe around the ship. Yeah. That would always be on the extreme end. Like creating just a simple propulsion for the ship to be able to hit light speed. That's the big one. Now we can go into wormholes and all that other stuff. But for now, just focusing on how to move the ship fast enough to move the story. That is an obstacle that you can do one terribly by just have well not necessarily terribly but you can just come up with an idea to move the ship and then just leave it at that yeah. and people will just have to go okay that's how it works or you could go the hard sci-fi route where you really go in detail and it's something like an andy weir style where that sounds plausible yeah like in the book well from- I, I think andy weir is more just science yeah you know i think a lot of his stuff- but it's stuff that hasn't happened like yeah. we haven't had a colony on mars yeah. but he thought well how would this work and he came up with ways where it sounds very pl- like yeah. when you read the Martian or Artemis even with the moon base, you're like, yeah, that. Why that are we gets, doing yeah. that? <laughs> that clearly works, right? He could have been talking out of his ass, yeah. but he wrote it so well, like the science part, that you just think that would work. We don't know if that would work. No, <laughs> it just sounds right. Uh, so that's that's uh, two examples of doing um, making up the science and doing it very well. Bad examples would be. I'm trying to think of something. See, I don't read a lot of sci-fi, mm. like especially bad sci-fi. Well, I feel like one of the things we could talk about too is like uh, even like in our own works where you like either when you read different things, are you a fan of that kind of stuff, yeah. or do you prefer not to have that? Because like you know, with me being a you know a big comic book guy. That's just nothing but pseudoscience. Just all kinds of... <laughs> yeah. Well, now you're going into the other part, which is what we talked about in previous episodes, which is like the magic system. Yeah. When you come up with magic systems, well, your science could be very similar if you're going... Because science doesn't... Uh, I use sci-fi, for example, but you brought up comics, well... You got cosmic rays, uh, gamma, yeah. gamma rays, a lot Sounds of rays. reasonable. A lot of rays. How Dr. Manhattan came to yeah. be... Well, just uh, like I, like I was bringing up with like the 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 comics is like even in the most like like serious things like all normal superheroes their powers are normally some kind of science based or some kind of accident or some kind of even even like okay you got like the Green Lanterns you have this crazy powering that literally transforms your will yeah. into into objects that you you can move around you know. That doesn't really make sense, but if you do a good enough job with People it... People don't care. Yeah. Well, it depends on how much escapism, as a reader, you're willing to accept. Yeah. Uh, how much fantasy you're willing to accept in your work. Uh, I think a good example of that would be, like, the Juggernaut. You know, his power is, like, magic-based kind of. Yeah. Any magic-based kind of, Like, even Doctor Strange. Like, you got different realms and stuff. Now you're kind of... The science is blending with magic to ridiculous levels, and you're just kind of... How does this work? Now, in recent years, like with the movie trend, and I think this is probably in comics too, is uh, like more of a gritty realism. Yeah. Like if you look at the last uh, if Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, he, that was all like army grade equipment he yeah. was using and stuff. Like it was military grade. So if they were to bring in something ridiculous that can like shoot down a helicopter with sound waves or something, that would be in those movies something that they would. Even though they might not explain how it works or anything, you'd be like, oh, that's like a military-grade thing, experimental. That's why that's working. So you just kind of let that go. Versus uh, 
if you do like a Joel Schumacher Batman where, you know. It's just a lot of bright colors. Yeah. And bat nipples. Batman pulls out a gun that just a big boxing glove comes out. And you're like, how does that boxing glove fit in that little hole? You don't really think about it. It's just goofy. You just, uh, there's two ends of the spectrum there. And then there's obviously a blending in the middle. Let's say, uh. Just if, uh, a quick recommendation for if you want good, like a good science comic, it's from Image. I think there's it's five volumes of it. It's called Think Tank. It's uh, written by uh, Matthew Hawks, um, and it's just really good. It's about this uh, this kid who's like super smart who gets like when he's real young gets signed up by like the DNC to be like into a thing take to come up with these things and it's like how like uh and like he does like a lot of like real deal like science and research he even mm-hmm. puts stuff in the back of the trades and stuff and it's like you the know the author does yeah the writer, um, and you know and it just it, it starts out with him just being like how he kind of gets like taken in front of these people and like once you're in there, like, you really can't get out, and, like, he starts to realize, like, that they're using all his science. Like, he's like, oh, we could use this to do, make this stuff, and then, and then like, yeah, but, man, that'd be a real good way to call, kill a yeah. guy. Yeah. And, like, so it's just, like, him kind of going against them and, and stuff like that, but it's a really, uh, really good read if you're, if you're into, like, looking for something like that. Well, if you go that route of doing the research, and obviously you posted the research, which is really fun, especially yeah. for a lot of readers who are interested in that kind of stuff. No, granted, that that series is is getting around like five, seven years old. So some of the, if you go back outdated, to check it yeah. out, the science might be a little, might not be quite as cutting edge back, you know, back when it was originally published. But. Right. That also brings up a good point of how much research do you do for your science based, you know, stories. And again, if you even if you're writing a superhero story or something. How much do you want to explain? Yeah. Because if you do go to the trouble of researching stuff and trying to explain the science or magic or whatever, you better hope that your readers... Want to hear it. Well, one, want to hear it is not boring. And two, are not smarter than you in <laughs> regard... Like, if you're writing something about physics and yeah. you just kind of dabble in physics and you're like, okay, well, this would be fun just to include some of this. Well, if you have real fucking people who know physics, yeah. read that and they you could actually turn them off your book. Like, Granted, they're probably reading hard sci-fi and stuff, yeah. but you know, I know when I read a story and there's something in there that something I'm actually knowledgeable about and it's not that's not how it goes. I'm like, what? Well, this is fucking dog shit. Does this guy even research this book this at all? This art's not real. This is not how this fucking works. <laughs> so you have to watch with that kind of stuff. If you're going to go into doing the research and try to make things more plausible or realistic, then you better get it right. See, that's what I find like I like I could find myself getting in trouble with that because like I always thought like I could be like a physicist until it came to like the math part. I could, I could which like, is like most of it. But, but like I like the like the think up the ideas. Like I think you'd like, be a theoretical physicist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I think I could like come a Stephen up, Hawking or something. Yeah, I think I could come up with some cool like oh what about if this or what what about you know you know black holes or you know whatever. Spencer, you know who you're describing, and I'm gonna I forget his name, but from the Flash, the show. Oh, uh, yeah. The guy who was a writer but pretended he was like a scientist. Yeah. Oh, he's from the other dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget his name, but they, he acted like he knew also, but he just came up with really cool ideas. He didn't actually know what yeah. he was talking about. There's there's probably a name for that besides just writer. I would just go with writer. You're just a writer at that point. You're just creating <laughs> this fake shit. Yeah. And it just sounds cool. But there's a market for that. If you can create a really cool fake shit, people will want to read it. So when you're going into, say, writing anything, if you're going to have things that sound like they could be factual, even though there's no science to back it up, really, or, like, nothing that's come out to back it up, maybe it's just uh, theories or something that maybe one day can come and be a possible, like, somebody will crack it, 
you don't want to overdo it. You don't, like I said before, you don't want to bore your reader, but you don't want to piss them off by being wrong if they're knowledgeable about yeah. what they're reading. Well, how do you think, like, you, I'm, neither one of us have really did too much, like, sci-fi writing. You'd have, like, a normal story going on, and there's just some kind of, like, new thing, but, like, if you ever dabbled in anything like that, how do you think you would tackle it? Do you think you just kind of glossy kind of over like yeah I we got we got we got high powered engines that can make you know travel light years like that and never i would avoid the hard science and just kind of go with yeah glossing it over i would want it to be the reader's imagination um at most if i was going to describe something like again using the propulsion system as an example i would say something along the lines of these particles that were just discovered or you know some kind of chemicals that are only found on a certain planet mixed yeah. together, and that creates the propulsion. Like, something that isn't real and obviously isn't real. Found some, like, metal on, a, yeah. on an asteroid or something. Yeah, like a metal we don't have on Earth or something. You could use that as, uh, like, adamantium steel. Yeah. It's not a real thing, so obviously it could be harder than regular steel. Yeah. It could be harder than anything because it's not real, but it sounds like it could be real. That's what you want. If you're going more realistic, which I wouldn't, then you would obviously have to explain how these things work. You want to explain the chemical makeup of adamantium steel and how it works? You can. You can bullshit your way through that and make it sound good. Yeah. But do you want to go through the effort? And does your reader want to read that? You have to know your fan base. That also goes with, like, detective stuff, too. Do you want to really go into the detective stuff? Yeah. Or do you, or do you just want to make it seem like the detective's smart without actually being too... Because if you... You could really write yourself into a corner. Oh, yeah. If you have a detective story or a mystery story and... You know, like, say you're adding the forensics part of it, because there's, there's forensic fi fiction out there. Like, even, like, a CSI, somebody mm. writes that. Yeah. It's, like, you can research actual forensic cases and murder scenes and stuff like that and come up with how people get caught, and it could be fun, but you have to know what you're doing. If you're just saying, oh, you know, he got... The gunpowder residue was on his knuckles, and that's how they found him or something. Like, the gunpowder residue was on the glove, and they were able to trace it back to the gun. Is that a thing that can actually happen? Yeah. Is that something that's real? You would have to know that before you went into writing that, if you use that. You don't want to use that, and then it turns out that's completely phony baloney. doesn't work. Like the old, uh, just wipe off the fingerprints off a gun with a yeah. fucking cloth, and it works. Does that work? I don't know if that actually works. Like, if you just one wipe, is that it? That always fooled me. Like, yeah, if, like, you, if you threw the gun in the ocean, does that just mean the fingerprints are gone if they recover it? I don't know. Like, See, it that, sounds that, like it is, but but the, would it though? That would make at least that one sounds plausible. Okay, you're throwing well, it into thing, it sounds plausible. You're throwing it into a huge body of water who's that's gonna be soaking in there for who knows yeah. how long. But like, oh, I'm just gonna take my the clear the yeah. sleeve of my jacket and, and give, wipe it give, it a, give it a once over. But here's the thing: that all sounds even that sounds plausible. Yeah, you're wiping the because it's just grease, right? So mm. you can wipe it off. But. <laughs> There's, there might be some cops who are reading your fiction, and they're just like, no, that's not how it fucking works yeah. at all. We fish it out of the ocean all the time and yeah. catch them. Like, you, you don't know. Uh, research. It doesn't, I mean, something like that would be, obviously be easy to find. Like, you can find stuff like that on old Mythbusters episodes, yeah. probably. There's lots of, there's a lot of places you can find this in information, but again, how much research do you want to go into? And what kind of story are you telling? And, you yeah. know. Uh, going back to the superhero genre, if you're having more of the tight wearing superheroes and you're just kind of having fun with it you don't need to be too realistic with the science or anything but once you start putting characters into space and stuff or you know what always bothered me is superman just doesn't breathe in space 
why not? Is it his cellular structure is able to create oxygen out of nothing? That doesn't make sense. So things like that do piss me off. <laughs> I mean, obviously, well, most people probably aren't well, focusing on well, that. That's the you bring up uh, Superman. I was always the fan of the uh, uh, whenever, like, because you know, originally Superman just kind of had powers, like he was just yeah. really. But it was like within, you know, they eventually bought it. No, he has powers because of the sun. He gets like supercharged yeah. from the sun. If you keep him away from the sun long enough, mm-hmm. he eventually like loses his powers. Now, again, depending on who's writing it, that gets very wonky. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of uh, creature. You'd be better. You'd be the one to ask for this. Like, what kind of uh, villains, monsters, creatures, anything in superheroes or like just comics in general, really? But like popular comics, where it's like, well, how does that creature eat, or how does yeah. that digestive tract work? Like, the uh, thing is, he all rock? Is the yeah. insides rock? Is everything rock? Because if he is, how is he live? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, and then uh, uh, Grant Morrison, he wrote uh, one of like an actual book that he wrote. Uh, it might have been called like superheroes or superpowers or something like that. But he goes into just like his deep dive of like comic books. And one of his things he brings up with like about Superman is like he doesn't think that Superman goes to the bathroom. That whenever he eats or drinks anything, it turns lives, all to energy. Yeah, it just goes all in. He just kind of absorbs all that into energy and stuff like that. And he doesn't actually like ever like take like a shit or anything. Well, here's a. Before I go to this next topic with Superman, I just want to say I think it's an interesting idea that Superman's an alien. Why would he have the same organs and structure as us? Yeah. He looks like us, but who's like Martian Manhunter is humanoid, but does that mean his organs are the same? Well, he's a a shapeshifter, so he can be Probably, yeah, probably not. So Superman can have, like, why why, does he have a liver? Could be on the other side. He not have a liver. Who knows? That's one of those tricky, like. Can't dissect him. One of those weird, like. Kryptonians were a lot like humans. Kind of like Saiyans are a lot like humans. Yeah. <laughs> but they had tails at least. And they age slower. Which I guess Superman doesn't really age too fast either. Anyway, but I was going to say is we went to multiple panels throughout the years of the NASA team that explained Superman science. Yeah. Like how it worked. I always thought that was really fun because they explained different, like, not necessarily how this, like, the science would actually work, uh, in, in describing, like, you know, how Superman functions, but say, like, he lifts a plane. Well, what happens if Superman actually tried to carry a plane? He would go through it like a needle. Yeah. Like, because, and they would explain. Well, yeah, one of the things they always talk about, like, when, you know, they, in the, I forget which one of the early Superman movies, it, like, you know, somebody throws Lo- Lois's off a plane and he scoops he catches her. By, she would just be liquefied. Yeah, yeah, that's what they say. He would have to, like, find a way to Match slow himself. Yeah, yeah, to slow, yeah, slow himself down and, and then that kind of stuff. Which Superman. And this goes for a lot of superheroes, especially Superman. He's fucking melting a lot of people. Like the Flash, when he grabs somebody and then runs, yeah. they're dead. I'm sorry, but that's like fifty thousand car accidents at once. <laughs> if all of a sudden you just go the speed of light, <laughs> like you're dead, right? I don't care if he's cradling your head or not. Your shit's moving. And like, even if he, even if he does get you where your ears are popping like yeah. crazy, your fucking eyes are looking fine. Like your blood's probably just immediately <laughs> to the back of your body. Like I, I don't think I don't see how you could live that no matter what. You know the one like uh, pseudoscience areas that I would really like to uh, dive into more, and I think it's really open to leave you like uh, free to not, you know, uh, you don't have to worry about messing up as much. Is uh, time travel, right? And alternate universes or dimensions, but you have to get some of it right. Oh well, yeah, but well, that goes back with the magic system. You just have to establish the rules. 
So if you have a time travel story, you just have to establish the rules. So then you kind of do whatever you want. Does your time travel story, when you go back and shoot Hitler, does it change the future yeah, or does it, it change is, the alternate yeah. the alternate future? Or does, not, or does it not change anything because yeah. you going back in time to kill Hitler, that was actually all part of time. Yeah. So that was meant to happen. So it's a whole bunch of... We'll talk about this more in Slaughter, yeah. on our Slaughterhouse 5 episode, probably. But yeah, there's a different time travel stories. Um, the dementia stories, you could probably get away with more bullshit, I would imagine. Like, yeah, because, you know, there's theories and stuff like that, but there's no actual... Yeah. Which, yeah. What do, you prefer, do you prefer alternate universes or alternate d- dimensions? Because I feel like there's a difference, and then some people don't get, like, you know what I mean? Sometimes I feel like... Like, people will say dimension where they mean universe, and you know, and vice versa. Spencer, what I'm going to do right now is bullshit my way through the science. Yes. This is going to be pseudoscience. Science this is be a good example. DPW bro science <laughs> for your ass. <laughs> I would say that alternate universe would be a different universe. So, say you have universe A. Yeah. Universe B would be, it wouldn't be... Inside, like, it's hard to describe. It would be, you know, obviously in a physical distance somewhere else. Yeah. Um, versus an alternate dimension, whereas I feel like it would be universe A, but then if you rip through time, universe B is just, like, kind of inside. Like, not really inside, but, you know, like, inside the time yeah. bubble. I, it would be hard to describe, but I, I think it's just a matter of physical distance. Like, if you go to an alternate dimension, I can just walk over to my house, and there's a fucking weird time warp, and all Door, of a sudden yeah. I'm... 50 years in the past see, or something. See, because I feel like alternate universes, you know, that's where you get into the parallel universes with anything that can, you know, vary from, like, small minor differences to huge differences. Yeah. But, like, the dimensions, I feel like that's where you go into, like, weird... Uh, like, like you what know, would be hell or yeah, hell or like dinosaur or, world or like um you know like the H.P. Lovecraft kind of yeah. things like th- that that kind of you know that kind of stuff. Well, I was actually thinking about writing a story like this the other day, funny enough, where because I was thinking uh, I was just daydreaming, whacking off. Um, shadow people. The idea of, uh, there's like a famous idea of, you ever wake up and see shadows and it's somebody's, it looks like somebody's watching you. Well, that would be the alternate alternate dimension. Yeah. Is, well, what happens if you have a character that accidentally, because there's, you know, supposed characters throughout history who either mysteriously disappeared or have shown up here from some other time period or something. Well, what if you accidentally crossed over to that dimension and all of a sudden you could see the shadow people for the real... Maybe yeah. you'd be a shadow person there and there would be real people. That would be an alternate dimension. It's like or, a- or, like, I think a good way to find, like, uh, describe, like, the alternate dimension would be the, um... Like, if the Bermuda Triangle. Like, yeah. if that, like, that would take you to, like, a different dimension or, or somewhere different in space and time other than taking you to, like, a different universe. The alternate universe is there's Spencer and Caleb sitting here, but we both have bigger mustaches. Well, we, you know, would actually be, like, good writers or something. Shut up. Well, then we'd be hosting this podcast. Or I'd be the one with the names and you'd be the host. Yeah, that's what it would be, yeah. I'd be sitting here. I'd be the fucking Beijing ball biter. (laughs) You would be the host, Spencer Church, and you would uh, have the most sweetest baritone while drinking your fancy golden monkey beer. Nitro would be a cat. Nova would be a dog. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But they'd be the same size. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um... By the way, we have a sponsor today. Oh, yeah? MySpace.com. If you want nobody to look at your profile, go to MySpace. No. no we're 
not myspace.com. Uh, so alternate dimension, my or alternate universe, MySpace is more popular than Facebook. Still. Yes, yes, that's it. Still, uh, what's his name? Tom is uh Tom never sold, never sold out, so he's still owner. Any other science based things you've read? Where have you ever? I touched on this earlier, but we didn't actually give examples. Have you read anything where the science just either bothered you or just seemed wrong or threw you out of the story? I mean, like, there's sometimes when, like, I was, like, comics, they'll be, like, sometimes we're, like, I was, like, that don't, that don't make sense, or, like, that was really convenient, like, you know, uh, but, uh, nothing too, like, when it comes to, like, book-wise or short stories. I think you'll notice this in your future reads here, because you're gonna read some H.G. Wells and stuff, because I've noticed this, like, when I read, like, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and, like, different things like that is the science back then is obviously way different than it is oh, now. Yeah. So when they had to make up science back then, it was based on what they, they knew. So obviously a lot of uh, vehicles that they just made up would be propelled like a boat. So if you had like an uh, airplane before, if you read anything about airplanes before an airplane, they might steer it like a boat. Like yeah. it's really weird. You could have, uh, I think there was something along the lines of uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, like when they're walking under the sea, they had some kind of... Uh, because I don't think pressure was a thing they were too aware of. I could be mistaken. It's been a while since I read that. But I want to say they always use a lot of, like, levees and stuff to, like, to handle different scientific matters. It's always like, why would you use a levee? Like, that yeah. doesn't make sense. Uh, like, draining water out of things. And just, like, weird shit that, like, everything steam. Like, well, like, steam, like steampunk yeah. stuff. But, yeah, they would use steam as, like, energy source. Like, the energy sources are always kind of wonky. Mm-hmm. I just always thought – I always think it's funny when I read some old – even if it's not technically sci-fi, but it has science fiction elements to it, you read it and you're like, this this isn't accurate at all. This would never work. It's ridiculous. This is preposterous. So if any of you listeners uh, haven't dabbled into any classics, I would recommend checking out some old sci-fi stuff just to laugh. Yeah, just to be like, oh, huh. Yeah. Like where people thought we would be not, because nobody ever thought of like cell phones and the internet and stuff. So when you look at old sci-fi, how they communicate, the coolest thing was the Dick Tracy wristwatch. Yeah. That's it. Not only a reality now, but that, like the wristwatch itself seems kind of fucking archaic. Well, it's so weird um, that like that's the weird thing whenever it comes to like science fiction and actual science. There's a lot of like they're playing back and forth with that, yeah. you know, because like. A lot of stuff like from like Star Trek and Star Wars, you know, become I mean, reality. It is like you know. Well, there's a lot of scientists who watch Star Trek w- and then made the yeah like, when they were kids and then like made that's not a real stuff. thing. I'm yeah. gonna make it yeah. a real thing. So the actual bullshit pseudoscience became a reality because of the pseudoscience, yeah. which is always cool. Which I'm still waiting on the fu- which would be very handy, but I have seen the fly, so I don't know how well it would work. Is the particle transport? Yeah, to be able to transport you from point A to point B without turning into a monstrosity. That's just like an actual hoverboard. I mean, I was never a big skateboarder, but I think yeah. having like a hoverboard would be kind of cool. They have hoverboards, but they're shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not the wheeled ones, like the actual hover. Like you can't ride them. They do have jetpacks. You probably though. just like float. I would imagine. Yeah, it's like real shitty. There's like no real propulsion. I don't think. Maybe you go again. Maybe you just go like a rowboat. Yeah. <laughs> go back to rowboat era. Yeah, there's a lot of cool shit if you look into old sci-fi and what has become reality, what it's blown past expectations, or what was just never foreseen. Like, the internet was never... And I've never seen any sci-fi where the internet was foreseen. It was always, like, you know, two-way communication devices, almost like Skype or something was cool. Communicators, which were based off of walkie-talkies, which were very similar to cell phones in the future, you know, interpretations. But no one ever suspected 
that we would have this mass communication device. Now there's scientists out there who, and I think there's some fiction writers who kind of dabbled into that idea, but not anything like, you know, a podcast, yeah. you know, something you could listen to in your fucking hand, um, wireless stuff, Wi-Fi. That's the main one. Like Wi-Fi, oh, wow. just fucking wireless, you know, waves that go through there and we can connect to them. That just sounds like gobbledygook. But the, the only person was like, well, what didn't a Tesla have like his was electricity it was like this uh but didn't he have like i thought he had like he kind of thought of a not like a wi-fi or the but like a like a way to like disperse information free like freely like his his idea was to um like was kind of like the internet but not like not the you know he's trying to develop a thing to harness electricity from the air and then you'd be able to use that to do all Mm. kinds of shit but the funny thing about that is because people talk about, well, we'd have free energy for life, and it was the greatest invention that was, you know, the government came and destroyed it. But the funny thing is now, modern society as we know it, the internet, everything, would not be a thing. Because if he did that, those would fry, like the, having the, you know, taking electric, electricity from the air and stuff. Like whatever, like the Wi-Fi, like nothing would work, Yeah, apparently, from what I read. So that's always interesting is we could have had, we would probably been like more of a steampunk world. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what that would look like. It would be weird, but... Like if you, if you just think about Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and stuff, if you wrote that in 1950 in a sci-fi story, and even if you try to describe it very well, I feel like people are like this is fucking shit. This, yeah, this would they never have come no on. idea what they're talking That's about. That's just like he, literally something in the air, and you can connect your your device to, or like even if you were in the 50s and 60s, you're telling me I could have a TV in my pocket and it would connect to the air, and then and I, like, could I, watch- could, I could watch TV on my phone. Oh, uh, yeah, real, yeah, okay. Okay, as they're in one of those gigantic boxes, yeah. dialing 500 times <laughs> in a circle to get the fucking number. <laughs> or even worse, the old ones where you had, I don't even know how those ones work. Yeah. Like you held one to your ear, yeah. one to your mouth. It's like they have a better receiver for that. <laughs> well, that's like, like you know, it, it's kind of ridiculous that they still call these phones. They're really not. They're computers. Yeah. I mean, even texting, that's more, that's messaging. That's not, like, that's closer to email than it is, or a chat room than it is a fucking phone. Like, the phone was never, the phone was just, you call somebody. I mean, I hate them being called, but, like, mobile device is, like, the most most accurate, you know? Yeah. Like, smartphone, I get it, but I don't like it. No. I I don't like the title. But, yeah, just their cell phone, that's, uh. That's blown anything in sci-fi out of the water, really. I mean, which makes me kind of want to read modern sci-fi to see what these people are coming up with. Because it's got to be really outside the box if it's... Uh, You'd think it has to be. I would imagine a lot of uh, ocular devices or thing like the Neuralink that... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Musk is trying to yeah. create like it's some fucking thing, like, a chip in your brain yeah. where you can just well, see and, things. Well, and that's what the thing, the thing now, too, is like, you know, back then, like... People were inventing and coming up with things, but like not like now, where like every day, it's yeah, like if new. you you could probably if you really looked into it, is a new scientific breakthrough like every day almost. Well, like probably. CRISPR, where you just fucking gene editing before yeah. a baby's even like when it's like an embryo, so you yeah. can just make it Michael Jordan. That's ridiculous, and that's a reality now. Or uh, another one, did you see in South Korea is selling lab made meat now? So they just. Create meat from cells that they I, took I, from an animal. I've heard about it, but I didn't know it was like they were to they're the some, point to are, where you could sell it. Yeah, they're trying. They're selling it now, so it's like uh, no murder meat, which I like that idea because I would get rid of all the farming bullshit yeah. that's fucking everything up. And I guess I would feel better. The only thing is, like, when it comes to like cancer and stuff, because if you're just replicating cells, 
I mean, it sounds reasonable. Again, pseudoscience. Yeah. It sounds like, oh, if you just... But, like, what are the side effects of that? Yeah, like, if there's an organism that is, you know, able to come from something, then why couldn't you just create the same thing? But then, again, that goes into deeper discussions. Why can't we recreate consciousness? Yeah. What is consciousness? Well, you know, because we talk about AI, because that's the next big step. Or, clone, talking... or just cloning. Cloning. Cloning's a, 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 another crazy, well, like, we have, topic. Yeah, we have cloning. We just, for ethical reasons, don't clone humans. That we know of. <laughs> yeah. Or some people don't. <laughs> Caleb, too, get back in the bathroom. <laughs> no, God, no, Roger. He, it's so cold. <laughs> we we didn't teach him much. He's really big too. So he's a little crisper engineering. Made him <laughs> made him Brock Lesnar. Gave him Brock Lesnar's body, but my intellect. But then didn't teach him stuff. So he's just really stupid. Seems like a bad idea. Like he might lend you. Yeah, yeah, I'm worried about it. Hey, as long as he stays in that cold bathroom, he's good. No way he could bust out of there <laughs> with his giant hulking frame. Anyway. Yeah, so there's a lot of crazy things that have been invented and are being invented, and I it worries me. But the AI one, that's one you fucking, I'm sure, heard a thousand times on the Rogan oh, podcast yeah. when you listen to it, was, uh, are you ever worried about AI taking over? I don't know why they want to invent it. Like, I mean, is it going to... Have you seen that video? I saw it a couple of weeks ago, but it was like the dancing robots. I don't want to see it. And there's like these three robots, and like, they're getting it i can't remember the song <laughs> the song that it is i don't like but, that but like and like they're de- like tippy like like just like on the tippy toe dance and it's like like there's yeah. no jerking it's like that's more robotic but what pisses me off are they invented the ai that can write books now no oh, yeah and it's pretty close to a book i mean it's still off but when it gets to be in a good book we don't need writers anymore like i feel like it's gonna be the destruction of all mankind because we won't need humans anymore which Obviously, it's not the worst thing to happen. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I get it. We want AI to be able to solve all kinds of problems because once it's developed, it can just multiply so rapidly that it'll be the smartest thing ever and probably become God if that was ever a thing. It would be AI, which is scary, too. But do you really want to put everybody, like, all creative? Because they have the AI that can create art now. Yeah. It's it's wonky looking. But once it gets good enough. You know what I always, uh, you know, you've already bring up. Rogan always talking about the AR, and he always brought it up. It always got kind of annoying, but I did think it'd be always be a cool idea for the for his stories when he talks about like the AI created humans to create AI, like you know, like he's like AI from another planet came into Earth and slowly, because you know, like what's what's a couple million years to yeah. like these ever living, ro- you know, robot being kind of things dropping the hat. And then so, like, you know, you just slowly develop these humans until they basically, you know, make, like, create the AI on their planet that they can take over. And then, you know, that's just another planet that they have or, or, you know, whatever. I don't like it. I don't like that. I don't want any of it. I just want to go back to simpler times, actually. Just a good old T2? I want to live in a hut. No, not T2. I just (laughs) want to live in a hut. I don't want a gigantic Arnold after me. I got Caleb 2 in the fucking the goddamn bathroom. I'm surprised they could never hear him pounding on the pot. He's been in there for a long time. That may hurt. I just want to pet the dog. No. No, because we had to keep cloning Nitro for that. <laughs> we give him the clones. And I don't know. Where, they never came out. We didn't go in to see what happened, but they never came out. I hate going to the bathroom in there, too. You have to like, hurry and scurry in so he doesn't get out. And yeah. then he's watching you the whole time. Okay. Hovering. Lurk, looming. He's looming. So anyway, that's our big sci-fi talk. No, our big pseudoscience talk. Which I think that um, that brought up a couple, like, I think a couple of those things that we talked about, we could uh, 
really expand on in uh, later, like, you know, do like a time travel episode or do an alternate universe episode, you know, but really. Do you think you, we would ever write these ideas down so we remember to do them? No. Because <laughs> I feel like uh, once every five episodes you go, we can expand on that and that would be a yeah. good episode. I'm like, yeah, that would be a good episode. <laughs> and then and then we, we never... have not done that once, I don't think. No. But yeah, if you folks have any ideas. Or any like, your pseudoscience, you know. Yeah, or how you go about pseudoscience, you can reach out to us. You can go to drunkenpenwriting.com. We do have a contact form on there. Uh, if you want a quicker response, you can go and follow us on the old Twitter and DMS or whatever you want to do, uh, Drunk Pen Writing. Instagram, Facebook, at Drunken Pen Writing. Same with YouTube. I One day, maybe this weekend will be the weekend I put some video. I might just shoot another video for like maybe this pulp book or that Slaughterhouse-Five graphic novel because that would be a quicker. Because I reviewed that Coin Locker Babies and it was like 25 minutes at least. Oh, yeah. And now I'm like, well, one that's very long because I was thinking more of a book, book vlog. But the way I did it, I was like, I don't know if that's the way I want to like just talk about it. I feel like it would be better to... uh Maybe just uh, recommend books and then just do, like, some graphics and stuff. And, and just do, like, a quick summary or yeah, just tell me what you liked about it or what you yeah, didn't like I'll about it. I'll have to look at the footage from that Coin Locker Babies and see if it's even worth posting anything. But, uh... Because you could always do, like, a couple, you know, instead of doing, like, a couple, couple minute, like, episodes, you could do, like, you know, have a couple yeah. recommendations in, a, in each video. Yeah, well, that's how I did that first video I posted was just a bunch of recommendations, and I think that was probably the better way to go. I don't even know if I, how many views that got. Probably not a lot. I haven't really looked. I don't promote these things, so that would be another step. Because I don't want to really start promoting that kind of stuff unless I'm doing it regularly. Yeah. And, you know, consistently. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Like I said, I'm a manga guy now, so maybe I'll just create a manga YouTube page or there channel. And, Those are popular. And I'll just do that, and, I won't ever, and I'll start speaking Japanese, and then uh, you'll have to have Caleb, too. As your <laughs> podcast co-host or whatever, and I won't be here. So every episode, <laughs> the bathroom smells bad. How to get rid of dead doggies? Let's talk about it. <laughs> All right, Caleb. This seems like a very you problem, but we'll dis- we'll discuss it. How do you get rid of the dead dog bodies? I eat half and put other half down toilet. Oh, oh, it seems like you got a good handle on it. <laughs> Sounds like yeah, you did. Uh, you sometimes they, I put them in the ceiling, but then they get bloody. Okay, Caleb 2. Whatever you got. I don't want to be Caleb 2 no more. I want to be Caleb 1. <laughs> well, it was all right, Caleb 1. No, oh, look at the toilet. <laughs> That's how Caleb murdered himself on the DPW podcast. So, anyway, thanks for listening. And until next time, read a lot, write a lot, and uh, don't, don't go in my bathroom. <laughs>